1: Welcome along to episode 625, The Milk Bar, Jason Forrest here with you as ever and coming up on the show this week we've got music from two sources, Ryan Evans has his brand new England song Drag the Flag of England all around the world, having a chat with him and hearing that, plus we've got music from Grammy Award winner Peter Cater, uh, of course you will be no doubt aware of his 70 albums, uh, all the fantastic stuff that he's done writing music for film, TV and stage and he's got a brand new single there, we'll be taking a listen to that one. On top of that, Connie Hook joins us for a bit of a chat about Mount Recyclemore uh, which is on the coast down in the Cornwall district as part of the G7 and uh, this has been put together by Music Magpie who are promoting us to recycle our e-waste. That's coming up. Also we'll be finding out about a brand new roller coaster in Orlando at Universal. That's going to be an absolute treat too. Plus we're talking Burt Snacks and they are partnering with the RNLI so we'll be having a chat with them all about that. That's up on the show this week. Renowned for amazing music and his love of football, Ryan Evans has got a new song under his belt which is actually going to wow you. He joins me now to say more about it. Hello, sir. Hello, mate. How are you doing? You good? I'm good. Yeah, I trust everything's going well with you. It's
2: going well, mate. Yeah, family life. Just had a nipper and I, so non-stop and uh, yeah music's going music's going forward as always so that's good
1: which is brilliant so drag the flag of england uh, that's the title what's in brackets all around the world so it'll be all around the world is it that's the plan so uh, explain a bit more about this one because i say you you are a footy fan for definite aren't you
2: yeah well like you know like um last bank holiday i was doing three shows um the last show i ended up playing on a roof <laughs> uh, blew my PA actually. Blew my speakers, Jason. It was nightmare, oh, but not good. a great show. Loads of, loads of people there. Loads of support. Um, socially distanced, obviously, but it was still uh, probably one of the best shows I've played in a long time. Uh, some guy came up to me. and said, do "You know, what you want to do? You want to? You want to write a song for the Euros? Or you want to, uh, you know, play, play some England songs at one of your gigs um, when the, when the Euros start?" And I thought. I'm not really sure about that because it's kind of been done all before and I don't really want to play the same um, Three Lions or, you know, Mm -hmm. what's already been done. So I went away, had a little think, and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm a writer. I've always been a songwriter. I'm going to write my own song. I'm going to keep it original and uh, I'm going to put it out and see what people think. And there we go.
1: And and here it is. So what's the reaction been like so far? Pretty good, to be fair. I've had a few
2: people message saying, oh, it's it's so catchy and we're going to stick it on to before the game. Um, we're gonna play it in our gardens and all that kind of thing. So yeah, I guess um, I, I guess it's it's nice that um, that I've, I've finally written a football song then. It out to the people
1: absolutely, and then you can take some responsibility if England progress past the group stages. Fingers crossed they will. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we are what we're hoping for, and certainly at least semi finals. We'd love to see England in the final and playing at Wembley, wouldn't we? Exactly, mate. Yeah, amazing, wouldn't it? So, oh, what else is going on musically for you at the minute? Because I say you, you, you've, you've probably had to say we have a diversion to manage to get in an England track because you've got that much going on, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm flat out gigging till the end of the year, so I'm thankful and grateful to be able to uh still play with the current circumstances. Um, Obviously, people are starting to rebuild their lives, getting back out again uh, slowly. So, the gigs are starting to look a bit more a bit more better for me. Um, constantly songwriting and being a dad yeah. is amazing. I mean, the
1: dad thing has taken up quite a bit of time as well, isn't it? I'm going
2: to guess. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's non stop. Flat out, but it's worth it. And uh, it's the best thing that's ever
1: happened to me. so Absolutely. It's Music has to come a second to that one now, but uh, w- where are you as far as the, the uh, an album, et cetera, goes?
2: I think last time we spoke, I, was, um, I think I had about four or five tracks recorded for the album. Um, I have written loads more songs that I think are going to replace those songs. So, <laughs> <laughs> you Because know, I'm constantly creating art and constantly writing, I, I find myself not better in a song, but kind of I think oh, those ones will fit together more. So just a, a few more months of planning, Hopefully I can get back in the studio and then we can get this album out. The Ryan Evans solo album will be coming to your door very soon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the way it could easily work, and I see this happening, is you're going to end up recording about 20 songs. You'll release maybe about 14 on an album, the rest will be B-sides, EPs, and that sort of thing. I wouldn't put that past you.
2: That's the thing. You can't go wrong with that, and then you've got loads of content to keep bringing to people, isn't
1: it? It's it's constantly fresh and really good sound. As you know, I love your work. I'm biased already because I've known you that long. Uh, but uh, it is a fantastic sound that we go, you
2: have. We go back quite a long time, don't we, to be fair?
1: It's more than a decade, I think, isn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, I remember you helped. Definitely in the clock days, you you were one of the first people to ever really give us any radio play, I think. So, well, and thankful it, for that.
1: But it is worth it, that's the thing. We'll be taking a listen to the track. Have you done a video for this one yet?
2: I did a little video, yeah. I did it myself, to be fair. I've downloaded a little uh, app on my phone and then... Went up the old playing fields, got a bit of the goalposting, and danced around like I was in a ska band on my own. But yeah, the, vi- the video's out on Facebook yeah. on my page, but it'll be on YouTube uh, later today.
1: Look for Ryan Evans. Give us all the socials and everything. what's all the details.
2: Yeah, Facebook Ryan Evans Official, Instagram Ryan Evans dot Official, and uh, on Twitter Ryan Evans Official as well. So
1: check it out. It, it's well worth a the look. There is a, an amazing back catalogue. And uh, you remember as
2: well, James, it's
1: coming home. It, it, it is, fingers crossed, it'd be, and it would be great to see England doing the thing at Wembley in the That's, final. That,
2: that, that, that is coffee, it's not Guinness, I promise OK,
1: right, would believe you. I mean, it is still early for, <laughs> for that, possibly. And then the football skews all of that, doesn't it? As soon as there's, yeah, there's a hint of a match on it, you, you pretty much have a beer at any time of the day.
2: My social media is just breakfasts, full Englishes and, uh, yeah, pints of lager. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and nappy-changing moments, I'm sure, as well, but there you go. Oh yeah 100%. it's all part of it right so we've got the socials we've got the song we're going to enjoy it if you want to see the back catalogue there's things like Ride day all over the place as well so you can see all of that but uh for now ryan evans as ever you're a star thank you for joining us
2: take care of yourself mate we'll speak soon yeah
1: Presented with some of the finest beaches, Uh, people are unsure as to where they are. Berts have been doing a bit of research on this, and it turns out we can't always spot which is the UK and which is maybe Hawaii or Australia. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Dave McNulty. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I trust we find you well and enjoying the summer so far. Uh, Well, it's finally arrived, hasn't it? So uh, it's nice. And it's nice to
3: actually be outdoors, to be able to enjoy it.
1: Absolutely. So tell us a bit about this research that you guys down at Burt's Snacks have been doing.
3: Well, we've been doing some research um, uh, around um, uh, how many Brits would uh, go into the seaside, uh, plan a a trip to the coast this summer. And it transpires, 30 million of us are actually planning to make a trip of some form to the seaside this year. And we wanted to... uh, uh, look into that to make sure that uh, as we partner with the uh, RNLI, um, we can help get their message out so that people stay safe when they're um, on the inland waterways and the coastal waterways of, of GB. So, yeah, I mean, I think 69% of um, um, people actually confuse our beautiful coastline with much warmer climes of Europe and uh, North America, which is delightful really because it says a lot about what we've got on offer
1: absolutely i mean we've got some beautiful uh, scenery around the coast i mean we often head from the midlands over to wales maybe down into some like western supermare and it, those are all fantastic places to go to with some brilliant uh, resources around them but on top of that you've got some maybe lesser known beaches and coves and that's where you do have to make sure that you're looking after your safety when it comes to being on the beach because we love nothing more than sitting by some water enjoying some potato snacks on the beach uh, but we need to make sure that if we do go out into that water itself we know what we don't get the crisp sweat number two two, that we do look after ourselves and behave sensibly Well,
3: exactly right. I think it's uh, one of the imperatives, really, is I think if you're going to go to it, people often look for secluded beaches, but they may not always be um, guarded, but have uh, RNLI lifeguards on them. And what we would, you know, advocate to people is if you want to stay enjoying fantastic potato chips, uh, make sure you go to the beaches where you've got the uh, RNLI volunteers and, and by the way, 95% of their employees are volunteers. So you know it's in, make sure you go to the, the beaches that those guys are on because they do an absolutely fabulous job for us.
1: And you need to make sure that uh, you are yeah, behaving sensibly. As I say, if you do end up in trouble, you've got to find that urge to splash around because that will cause you to sink. You want to stay afloat. So keep still, stay afloat, and make sure that you've got a chance of being rescued. If you see somebody in danger, don't put yourself in danger as well going to fetch them. However stronger swimmer you think you are, 999 and speak to the Coast Guard if you're at the coast or if the inland and it's a waterway, then it's, it's talk to the uh, fire service and they will make sure that they're doing what is necessary. But equally, throw them uh, a life buoy. If there's something like that there to help them keep afloat or anything else you can find which will float, that's the best way of dealing with it, isn't it?
3: Yeah, if you find yourself in the water, the, uh, the principal thing is not to panic. Uh, you know, turn yourself onto your back, spread your arms and legs, move them gently in the water, but get your breathing under control first. That's the key message, and then make the decision whether you think you can get to shore, to swim to shore, or wait for the, the lifeguards to come and and do what they do best.
1: Yeah, because if if you are floating on your back, you can shout for help as well, attract attention, and get somebody to help you out.
3: That's right,
1: that's exactly right. And uh, so you, you've partnered with the r right? and yeah, so it's all part of the ethos of, of Burt's as, as a chip manufacturer.
3: This is a new partnership actually for oh. us for the next two years at, le- at least. Um, and the reason we've partnered with them is um, we're very much rooted in the southwest. We were born in Kingsbridge back in 1997 in, in the South Hams in South Devon. Uh, we're now based in Plymouth. So the coastline and the great outdoors is part of our DNA as much as it is part of their DNA so we just think it's a it's a great link up and you know one in seven of the people who are going to beaches this year will be in the southwest you know I think in from the West Midlands it's something like 15% of that one in seven Mm -hmm. will be going to southwest beaches so it's a really really key message for us to get out but it's a great charity for us to support and as I say they rely so heavily on individual donations um uh, it, it's nice that we can you know, do something to work with them to, to help them out.
1: That's a serious side. We know you're doing good things for charity. On to the fun stuff. What is your flavour for the summer? What should we be enjoying when it comes to birds?
3: Well, um, you'll see the r on a couple of our packs are uh, sea salt and sea salt and malt, uh, malt vinegar, um, both of which are bold and um, genuinely lovely. If you wanted my crisp of choice, it would be Devon roast beef. <laughs> I'm absolutely. I think it's fantastic. But if you want something with a bit more bite and a bit more crunch, you can always go down there and enjoy some uh, of our uh, uh, our lobster pack, which is absolutely wonderful. It's a firecracker lobster with chili. It's uh, it's an amazing flavour. It's lovely.
1: Are you still doing the whiskey one? Because I love that one.
3: Uh, no, we don't actually. Uh, we don't any any longer. No. Uh, but, that was a special um, edition, eight... and I enjoyed
1: <laughs> that when it was there.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's a very nice pack.
1: But uh, yeah, keep checking out. Where can we find out more about the work that you're doing and, of course, the RNLI?
3: Well, you can go to the RNLI website, clearly, and uh, you can go through on the back of our pack what you will see uh, where the uh, RNLI logo is. We have got a QR code which will take you through to our website which will talk about the sponsorship with them and also, more importantly, the float-to-live message that we're trying to help them get out there.
1: Yeah and uh, it's, it's all about making sure that we do stay safe and if we get into trouble we know what to do because a little bit of education can go an absolutely lo- a huge long way to making sure we stay safe.
3: Yeah I can't say that highly enough. Throughout the pandemic awareness of their message has gone down uh, and we want to make sure that we work them to get that message right back to where it needs to be because you know, uh, they, they do say uh, in, the, in the charity, uh, the best life gods are the dry life gods. Uh, and I think that's a really good message, you know, um, for every, for, to resonate with everybody because, you know, we want everybody to be, safe at the beaches this summer and eating fantastic Burt's potato chips.
1: Uh, But I I wholeheartedly agree with both of those. And the potato chips are wonderful. I can vouch for that, even if uh, I'm I'm back onto my standard of sea salt, because that is my uh, my my other favorite in your range.
3: Well, yeah, that's the that's the number one seller in our range. It's fantastic. But uh, do try them all because they're, they're big, bold flavors and they've got real
1: crunch. Well, David McNulty from Burt Snacks, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure, thank you. When I get sent information on the artists I'm going to talk to, it normally says similar to, for fans of, and in the case of Peter Cater, it mentions Kenny G and a load of other great people. However, with 70 albums under his belt and millions of sales, I think everybody else should be aspiring oh. to be Peter Cater. And he joins me now for a chat. Hello, sir. <laughs>
4: hey jason how's it going
1: oh good with me and i hope we find you
4: well i'm good i'm good thank you tell us a bit more about what's going on at the moment what's going on with this album yeah uh well it came out just uh i don't know like a week or two ago it's it's doing very well it's crossing over on on quite a few charts actually on on the jazz and um, classical improvisation new age uh jazz fusion even i mean so it's The record is kind of all over the place, but that's not really uncommon for me. I I tend to do whatever I feel like doing, and then wherever it lands, it lands.
1: But these things land well. We're talking Grammy Award winning landing well here, aren't we?
4: Well, yeah, but again, that's not my intention. My intention really, I'm I'm very dedicated to my muse. I'm very dedicated to my artistic purity, as they say. So I've been fortunate that my artistic purity has led me to some commercial purity as well
1: and uh, i i'm sure your record labels uh, have always enjoyed being able to to work with you because i mean it is uh, uh so much music i think i think the starters i mean 70 albums that, that's prolific i think we have to say
4: yeah and i'm only 25 so it's amazing
1: <laughs> you, you, you see the thing is I, I your wikipedia page claims you're 63 and, and looking at you i'd go for the 25 to be fair
4: <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah, I'll talk to Wikipedia about that. Let's just sort that one out. But
1: um, with, with your music and uh, and everything that you've done over these twenty five years, uh, what what, uh, what what drives you these days? I mean, so you, you enjoy doing eclectic stuff. You you like doing what you do. But I mean, there, there's got to be some some inspiration there because it is just such amazing music.
4: Yeah, um, I'm one of those fortunate people who. I am inspired a lot of the time. And when I'm not inspired, I'm, I'm fine with not being inspired. <laughs> um, so what inspires me is different parts of life. It's, it's love, it's nature, it's my own personal growth. It's good food. I'm a foodie. Um, I, I feel fortunate in that I, I can follow my muse and I can express it creatively. And when I'm in my creative flow, it's full on, it's intense. And when I'm not, I'm enjoying life.
1: And, and that enjoyment of life, again, is what inspires. But I mean, you've done TV and film scores as well. And it, it, do you find that sometimes a little constraining or, or, or do you enjoy the, the experience of, of, of making something like a TV show work as, it, as, as they so often demand the music to, to make that sort of thing happen?
4: I do enjoy it most of the time. I, I have run into a few situations, to be honest, where I just couldn't get it. I just couldn't get it. You know, it's was like, I just could not feel what they were trying to pull out of me to make their their footage have a certain message. But most of the time I can lock in and, and do pretty well. Um, I, I try to do projects that I really am excited about. And I, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't just, sell myself out commercially unless I feel some sort of connection with what I'm doing. Uh,
1: but it, it, to, to be a name in that area as well, though, in addition to the, the, the music you release in your own right and, and when you've worked with others, too, I mean, it, it is it, it is unusual uh, it, it, to, to have somebody who is you know, so well-rounded. And uh, I, I'm not just picking, it up, picking you up here because I'm talking to you, but I, it must be weird being you.
4: It must be weird being me, is that what you're Yeah. You <sound>? yeah. <laughs> I do, I, do feel, uh, I do feel kind of unusual, to tell you the truth. I mean, uh, um, I'll, I'll admit and say that I'm an introvert and I tend to be a loner. Um, but that's the way I've been my whole life. So I kind of don't think that that's necessarily unusual. I've, got, I've gotten used to it. <laughs> but that's also why I think I throw myself so much into my art and my creativity. Because it, it is where I find myself feeling the most comfortable and at home.
1: And with, I'd say, Hope of Spring, we've talked a little bit about the fact that it's, it's, again, another album that reflects all sorts of ideas that you've been having. And how does it work for you when, when you're taking an album out to your fan base? Because do you get the opportunity to, to gig under non-COVID circumstances is the way you would like to?
4: Under non-COVID circumstances, mm-hmm. yes, I do gig quite often. Uh, even during COVID, I've, I've done a lot of online stuff and a lot of interactive stuff. I've done like Zoom concerts and retreats and, of course, Facebook Live concerts. And I've even had some small home concerts. I, I love audience interaction. I, I really feed off of you know, having someone you know sitting close to me, even under my piano as I'm playing. I, I just love that. I, I really like the, the intimacy of it. Uh, and, are you tuned, and yes, you-, you heard me right. I said under I said under my piano.
1: Yeah, I, I say it, it sounds like it's a it's a it's a really big event and there's no seats for anybody. So that's OK. I'm not probably going to dwell too much on that one. But, uh, but do you enjoy you know, sneaking up to pianos in shopping <laughs> malls as well, though, and see, really catching people out with this fellow just you know, wandering. You're wondering you're on a day off. You're just dressed as you rather than dressed up for the show. And did you like to sneak in and suddenly play in the middle of a mall?
4: You know, I've I've thought about doing that. And these days they have airports with a lot of pianos in them, you know, but to be honest with you, I've never done it. I'm actually too shy.
1: Mm-hmm. If
4: if you know, if I can go to a concert where I where I know that people are already there because they already like me and, you know, then I'm totally confident and really enjoying myself. But to be in a random, you know, shopping mall or airport terminal, uh, I haven't done it haven't done it but maybe you're right maybe I, maybe I should maybe I should go run out there tomorrow and and just do like a flash performance somewhere.
1: Go in disguise I, I want to see you going viral online uh, but I mean your, your work though is, is, is so well received <laughs> I mean when it comes to performances as well though, I mean you're used to writing for the likes of on and off Broadway shows too so uh, you know it, it, it's it's almost just a bit of an extension from that.
4: Uh, yeah and you know a lot of those a lot of that stuff just kind of happened to me you know it was one of those things where you know i got a phone call one day and and they said oh we're working with this play and it's called you know burn this and it's written by you know lanford wilson and directed by marshall mason and starring john malkovich and at the time i didn't know who any of those people were i didn't know that <laughs> lanford wilson was a pollard surprise winning playwright you know i didn't know that this was going to be a broadway show and i'm like oh, okay oh, that's fine yeah sure let's do that you know and and I, I told my partner at the time, oh, I just got some phone call about some play, you know. And and then that began um, uh, a 12-year period of doing a, a Broadway or an off-Broadway show every year, one 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 a year. And, you know, of course, I have no idea what I'm doing, you know, but they say, like, well, can you do this and this? And I'm like, yeah, of course I can do that. You know, but in fact, I, I'm scared to death and I'm going like, oh, am I over my head, you know? But uh, that's how that's how I that's how I've done it. I just say, yeah, if if someone asks me to do something, I'm going to I'm going to try my best to do it, even if I don't have any idea what I'm doing.
1: And the results are you're, reaping rewards. So that I think I think keep going at that. And, uh, so I, I completely appreciate the, uh, the the shyness and and, and introvert. Because I, I think it's, in some ways that helps creativity. And when we find a lot of people, that, I mean, at your level again, not sucking up to you, but at your level up there, that uh, really uh, don't necessarily get off on the, the the stage show side of it. They want to make sure that the, sh- the show's right, but not necessarily to be under that spotlight directly themselves in the same way.
4: Yeah, I've had to get used to the spotlight. I I actually prefer not to be in the spotlight. I, I, uh, you know, when I do concerts even, I I ask them, I say, can you you like lose the spotlight and just give me some warm, you know, reds and blues so people can see that I'm on stage, but don't light it up so much because I, I really want to blend in with the atmosphere.
1: Yeah, it's, it's about you and some friends who happen to have come to a bit of a dinner party to sit on, under, or around a piano.
4: <laughs> I like him under the piano.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the... The new album is one that is out there and is going to be uh, uh, wearing your fans. Um, as, 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 so don't say older new, but certainly your fans of, of many years and uh, and those who just discovered you. And uh, uh, d- if people were to try and discover you now, what's the best way of doing it? How should they approach your back catalogue of seventy albums before then getting into the TV shows, the the, the, the stage shows, and then onto the uh, the current work? What what
4: what would your path through be? Well, I, I've always I always love my most current. Current work the most, and you know, so I would say, you know, go check out my Rapture album, and the album before that was Wings, and you know, um, the album before that was Dancing on Water, and go to my website or or Google me or or go to Spotify, Amazon. I mean, I'm, I'm not hard to find. <laughs> um, my website is petercater.com. So.
1: Simple as that. Check it out. Peter K, with a K, and uh, you can uh, in- yes. enjoy the music, uh, pick up the new work. So we're going we're to listen to Hope of Spring now, I think, aren't we? Yeah. And, yeah unless you, unless there's something else you want us to play.
4: Well, I like that song a lot.
1: Well, Peter Katie, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a, a pleasure to speak to you. Looking forward to more work, and I'm watching out for that clip on YouTube of you playing piano right
4: in the middle of your local shopping mall. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll do that for you tomorrow. Thank you, Jason.
1: We all love a roller coaster. It probably stems from being swung around by our ankles when we were kids, because kids absolutely adore anything which changes the way gravity works on us. And roller coasters are an absolute staple for our thrill-seeking lives. To tell us more, I'm joined now by we Honey. Good afternoon.
5: Hello, good afternoon. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, good to talk to you. So tell me a bit more about roller coasters and you, because you are very, very serious about giving some people some fantastic thrill rides on a roller coaster.
5: Oh, yes, of course. Well, uh, you know, here at Universal Creative, we've got this wonderful team uh, who is bringing different thrills all around the world to our different resorts, whether that be a thrill coaster, whether it be a a fantastic other type of attraction, an amazing show, parade, we're working on it day in, day out here. But uh, uh, my team, we worked very closely on Jurassic World Velocicoaster to make sure we were checking the ultimate boxes for all those thrill seekers. And again, the 68% of people who want that high level of thrill, want the fun of a coaster. Uh, and we're working on that uh, every day and opening today a Jurassic World Boss coaster.
1: See, I, I do love a good roller coaster ride. I've been on some uh, interesting ones. I've been to Universal Studios uh, in Singapore and had a fantastic time on the the Air Canopy uh, one over there, uh, which is again was Jurassic uh, uh, Park related in that case. But uh, yeah. I mean, they it, they are some you know some brilliant rides, some brilliant shows, and it is all about that thrill that we get, isn't it? And it's something that you can't repeat in real life. It has to be done in the the safe, controlled way, yet still scary and fun when it comes down to flying on a roller coaster.
5: Oh no, absolutely. And I think for us in particular on Jurassic World Velocicoaster, again, we were looking at the fact that we know people love coasters and we know people love thrill and we really did that with this one. We've got 50 mile per hour launch, a 70 mile per hour launch. The 70 mile per hour launch goes directly into a 155 foot tall top hat, 80 degree drop, We've got four signature inversions, but what's really interesting about this attraction in particular is that uh, we've got 12 moments of airtime. So that's total weightlessness. Your butt's out of your seat. Oh, and did I mention it's just a little lap bar? So uh, lots <laughs> of really exciting and thrilling aspects of this attraction.
1: Well, it sounds absolutely amazing. And uh, Orlando play, is place host to this. And so you've got sites all around the world. So I've been lucky enough to go to the uh, the one in Singapore, but uh, you, it must be fantastic having so many different people all around the world in enjoying these brilliant rides and you know confidence has got to start to build up post covid and people will be traveling out there in the not too distant futures So now it's time to start thinking about booking
5: oh no absolutely and what's been so fun i mean interesting about the last year is we had kind of it felt like all eyes on us because we were going through construction and a lot of people were tuning in checking twitter just to see the progress just to see some momentum something happening and we're all going to need a little bit of an excuse to scream so uh we are happy to be that for you
1: <laughs> but it, it sounds like something really good fun and when you are testing these things i mean do you guys get to uh, sort of work out where you want the g's to be as people there you know, going weightless and, and 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 feeling the force uh, is it is it something that's really calculated have you got a cunning way of doing that
5: oh yeah so we've got uh, again uh, a a vast amount of in-house coaster enthusiasts coaster experts people who are testing coasters truly all the time <laughs> seeing what's the latest greatest and our coaster designer keith McVean, knew the choreography of this attraction he knew all those amazing air time moments he knew all the forces he wanted guests to feel and then it was just about putting the pieces together and making sure that uh, we could deliver on all of that. And again, this entire coaster is elevated by the fact that you are being shot out into the raptor paddock. So all of these things had to balance really beautifully to create this new, uh, entirely unheard of attraction.
1: Yeah, I say, and, and following on from so many great films uh, and 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 shows that you see when you go to these parks. I mean, that's it's the, this may be the latest, but there are so many other jewels in the crown.
5: Oh no, absolutely! And a- again, even just here at Universal Orlando Resort, uh, like the Born Stuntacular is exceptional. Uh, Hagrid's just opened recently, Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure, as well as again all of the wonderful attractions we have. So uh, it is a great time to visit. And again, if 155 feet tall seems like a tall order for you, uh, there are still plenty of wonderful ways to enjoy Universal.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can enjoy the lazy river and uh, travel at 20 miles an hour. Yeah
5: that's so very true <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there's an awful lot going on and as we're saying as, as things will start to return to normal over the coming months into 2022 now it's time to think about booking that break and uh, thinking about orlando as a destination
5: no absolutely and if you want to learn more uh, UniversalOrlando.co.uk. um but yeah we're excited to welcome everyone back hopefully very soon
1: Yeah, it's not too far off. And uh, say it sounds like a fantastic destination. Having experienced the universal family of uh, theme parks, I know that uh, it's an absolutely brilliant uh, way of uh, enjoying yourself, seeing some great rides, and also sharing some brilliant characters with the family as well. Have you you got any favourite characters there? Obviously, you're enjoying Jurassic World, but uh, uh, have you got any minions knocking around?
5: Oh, oh goodness. We've got a whole cavalcade. We've got the minions. We've got, of course... uh... My favorite is always going to be blue. Even, again, outside of Drafts World Velocicoaster, we have Raptor Encounter, where you can come face-to-face with blue. That is one of my favorite attractions. Also, one of my favorite attractions to watch, because, man, she can freak some people out. She's quite a presence. <laughs> um, but, no, it's, it's nonstop. That
1: sounds absolutely great. Give us that web address again, so we can find out more information.
5: Yes, of course. Uh, that is universalorlando.co.uk
1: shall we thank you for joining us and i'll let you get back to the raptors okay thank you With a 7 summit taking place in Cornwall, an opportunity has been taken to highlight the amount of e-waste we have in the UK, particularly as so few people realise what e-waste is. With us all having maybe three, four, five or even more devices these days and regularly replacing them, there's a huge amount of waste electronics and the peripherals which can cause a problem. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Connie Hook. Hello. Hello. How, how are we you? doing? Good. Yeah,
6: really good. Thank you.
1: Now, I have been massively impressed by this huge sculpture, which has been made out of e-waste. All this ties with Music Magpie and the work that they're doing to highlight this as they're a bit of a recycler themselves, aren't
6: they? Yeah, absolutely. I think Brits do not realise how much e-waste we get through. In fact, uh, we did a survey and found that four in five Brits don't even know what e-waste is or that. It exists even essentially. Um, And so we're trying to build awareness and get people to start to recycling all their old tech, all their old wires and cables, all those things knocking about in drawers that you don't even know what (laughs) they are, these chargers. Um, so that we can reuse it and help save our environment yeah because i mean Um, the
1: the g7 nations are producing 15.9 million tons of e-waste each year the uk is responsible for 1.6 million of that and that is a huge amount of things that can be reused whether it is the copper and the chargers which just don't get used because you've already got someone else that plugs into the same hole or down to the actual screens and the and the products themselves
6: Yeah, I mean, we're not a very big island, but yet we're second highest per capita wasters, um, which is pretty shocking, really. Uh, Almost half of Brits do not recycle, uh, resell or even donate uh, their old tech to charitable um, organisations. So instead, it's all in drawers gathering dust, um, (laughs) you know, under the staircase, all of those places where they hide away all sort of your old junk and rubbish.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, you're used to recycling yourself, whether it's washing up liquid bottles on Blue Peter uh, (laughs) or everything else that is probably stemmed from that over the years. I mean, you'd like to reuse stuff.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am all about sort of mend and make do, upcycling, environmental, um, you know, awareness. Uh, I'm pretty sort of, um, I I hesitate to say anti-consumerist, but I won't really buy things unless it's like a real need because i feel i've got enough stuff mm-hmm. and i think as as human beings um we don't realize that actually we don't really need that much to be happy i think people think their happiness comes through sort of getting more and you know by buying the next phone and the next phone and you know before you know it phones tech it all becomes disposable like fast fashion mm-hmm. um, so it's really important to make sure either that you recycle old stuff or reuse it or donate it on to someone that can do that because, you know, we need our living to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. It needs to be efficient and whatever we take out from the earth, we need to put back in. So it, it just means that we need to make sure that we use things efficiently and for as long as possible.
1: Yeah, because I mean, when it comes to the batteries and things, they're a huge drain on the environment, producing those. Uh, and the amount of yeah. water and electricity that's used, creating the, uh, the circuitry that goes inside these things. And a lot of it is difficult to recycle. So we need to make sure we think carefully about what we're doing with it. And as you say, reusing it, gifting it to a, a member of the family who doesn't need the latest piece of tech. Uh, you know, that, that can work really well.
6: Yeah. I mean... I mean, I think lots of people just don't think about it because you hear so much about sort of single use plastic and people are concentrating on reusable bags and, you know, not using drinking straws and all that little stuff. Whereas tech is essentially, you know, big items. So um, and, you know, cables and things that people don't believe almost that this could be disposable because by its very nature, it doesn't look disposable. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is because you're storing it away in drawers and not using it, it feels like you're not sort of wasting or disposing of it but then anything gathering dust in a drawer not being reused and is is a waste as well because you're buying new things to replace it all the time
1: yeah and so it can go off somewhere it could go off to help somebody out who needs a device and uh you know when waste aid are are working through their educational program here there's a lot to teach us isn't there
6: yeah absolutely there's a lot to be learned and um you know, I think a lot of people listening now will be quite surprised. And as I mentioned before, lots of people wouldn't even think or know of the existence of e-waste or even understand sort of what that means. Um, you know, for the the Mount Recycle More sculpture, 12 tons of e-waste was used. That's, you know, 20,000 pieces of tech. And that's just to make sure you know, one piece of artwork um, that we, you know, we sourced all this stuff, but that's just as kind of tiny, tiny, small amount of what we have hiding away in you know cupboards and ha- houses and homes up and mm-hmm. down the country yeah
1: and, and if it- you haven't already seen joe Rush's mount recycle more oh, it is it's an absolutely it's an awesome fantastic. piece of work it's you know it's
6: so awesome i'm like it, you know because it, 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 obviously it's for this g7 summit and it's going to come down but I, I want to start a campaign to have it up there permanently it's so phenomenal uh, and he's really captured as well the sort of caricatured looks of of all those world leaders it it really is really impressive anyone that hasn't seen it i implore you to google now mount recycle more uh, and you can see pictures of the uh, construction on sandy acres beach um and hopefully yeah these leaders will take notes and do something about all of this terrible e-waste
1: yeah and is- it's an important message to get across and yeah. it it's the the rare earth metals and 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 the gold and things in there which can even make this worthwhile recycling financially as well as environmentally
6: Absolutely. And, you know, with this uh, initiative by Music Magpie, every piece of tech that's donated um, will raise money, uh, much needed funds um, that will go to the cause. And um, it's just so important that we don't turn into a society where we just don't give a thought to any sort of purchases we make or any um, decisions from a consumer's perspective because we have a responsibility to sort of keep renewing our earth for future generations
1: yeah with with people you know, admitting to having up to 11 unused devices yeah uh, that's uh, and people changing the phones sometimes yeah you know, once once a year every two years it will quickly add up and it's not just your phone it's the tablet it's the computer the laptop uh, yeah. could even be TVs big devices like that and you know yeah. once, once they yeah, stop working it's time to start the new life for them
6: yeah absolutely i mean we live in a sort of upgrade culture so you know lots of people sit, for instance on a phone contract and then that comes to an end and it's just a natural thing to them to get the next phone. It's a second, you know, it's a sort of thought that you don't think about twice because that's just the status quo. And if you think, you know, how many people have a mobile phone and, you know, it's kids now from quite young, you know, the majority of the population have a mobile phone. Now it's the norm. And, you know, so all of these things are relatively new uh, progressions in society. Because if you think about it, actually, you know, climate destruction in general, it wasn't that long ago that we didn't even have fossil fuels and cars that use petrol and, you know, plastics because humans have been around for millions and millions and millions of years. But as a society now, every advance leads to so many more. And loads of those are tech advances. So the sort of rate of progress is almost exponential now, Mm -hmm. which means that this is only going to get worse. And um, the UN forecasts that the problem will be doubling, you know, so the amount of tech we're wasting now is only going to get more and more and more. So we really need to do something about it.
1: With £6.5 billion worth of tech, that's an awful lot of good that could be done if that money is released
6: exactly you know and tech is only advancing I remember growing up I think oh I live in such modern times you know I'm so lucky how much more modern can things get than this and you know I didn't have, we didn't have iPads back then we had pan <laughs> lines and you know there were only three channels on the tv a fourth one came along you know and that's just in my lifetime the amount of progress I watch my kids now and they're swiping away at screens and they know how to connect this and that to the internet and I feel like my mum when my mum used to say to me Connie can you set the video recorder I'd be like mum you you can't even set a video recorder and now I am her and my kids can do all this stuff and I'm like darling can you do this for me because I'm so you know not tech savvy but it is moving so quickly and we need to move with it to make sure we solve the problems Mm -hmm. that are being generated by this fast rate of progress
1: yeah absolutely and when you see things like tvs for about 350 quid for yeah a 60 inch screen and Mm. it almost feels disposable at that price it's not even worth having paying someone to repair it if something goes wrong so yeah that's it yeah when something goes wrong we've got to do something with it and make sure we recycle if it's working music magpie can actually give you some cash for it too
6: absolutely you know i i Uh, learned of this with quite a good stat but if we took all the cables and wires that people are just hoarding that are disused in people's homes we'd be able to more than circumnavigate the circumference of the earth so I mean that is that's just in in the UK alone so you know, I, that's I think
1: I've got that bad. in a drawer somewhere, actually. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, that's that in is your house me.
6: alone. It's, exactly.
1: I do recycle. I sell all my tech on. So uh, I'm, I'm a good boy when it comes to that. I like to get something back for these things. And if you are going to upgrade, it is always worthwhile making sure that these items do get reused. Where can we go for more information about the whole campaign?
6: So for more information, musicmagpie.co.uk forward slash Mount recycle more
1: so check out that you can see the artwork you can also find out how they're making donations too with items that are returned to them and you can also find out about waste aid and their work too from the links on the website but for now i think chief recycler connie hook thank you for joining us thank you that's a lot for this week thank you so much for joining me back next week i'll see you soon so for now
0: Goodbye from the mail bar Goodbye from the mail bar Goodbye from the mail bar Goodbye from the mail bar, yeah Goodbye from the mail bar, yeah.